How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's, it's shocking. I, I, I don't know how to explain it. I didn't get an explanation, uh, so I don't have an explanation for it. Um, I've not seen that happen, so uh, obviously, were you, obviously unfortunate. Were you concerned as the replay review went on that it was going to get overturned because it should have? Of course there was a concern because I just, I just like I said, I've never seen that. So, and, I, and again, I didn't get an explanation, so I can't explain it, but what, what, what went on there, so. Sabres head coach Don Granado. Sabres lose to the Islanders 3-2 in a game that really takes a uh, takes a shot out of their playoff chances. They're still alive. Five points back of the Penguins, who had a furious comeback last night. Six points back of the Islanders. They have three in hand, but they've been passed by Ottawa and Florida last night. Both those teams uh, picked up wins as well. On the Western Hotline is our Sabres beat reporter, Mr. Paul Hamilton. He's joining uh, me, Jeremy, and Joe here. Paul's reports brought to you on WGR by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow, and by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. All right, Paul, what do you want to start with? The the effort? You want to start with the the, the style of play, or should we we'd probably start with the kick, right? <laughs> I'm one of those guys that I don't care how it gets to the net, gets in the net, it counts. I, I really don't care. Uh, that's how I would run the NHL. That would be my rules is, you know, uh, however you do it, you do it. Mm-hmm. If you, you kick it in, fine. If you knocks in off your glove, fine. I don't I don't care. If the puck winds up in the net and it's not hit with a high stick, it's good, you know, as far as I'm concerned. But that's not what their rule is. And, you know, when you, when you read the, the ruling from the NHL, they feel the puck went in off fashion. They uh, set... You know, so basically they felt that the puck went in off his shin pad and there was no distinct kicking motion. Well, they leave such a gray area here. What is distinct? What is their definition? <laughs> you know? Yep. So, uh, so so they leave that, you know, everything under interpretation. In, in my world, if you just make, when the puck goes in the net, it goes in the net and it's a goal. You don't have to worry about interpretations, you know, and then you don't you're not taking goals off the board, which the NHL likes to do. So, um, yeah, that's what the NHL ruled that uh, there was no distinct kicking motion, whatever their definition of distinct is, and that the puck went in off his shin pad and that made it a, a legal goal. The, the biggest annoyance, Paul, is 
there, to my knowledge, right? I looked really quickly. I didn't look too extensively. There's no definition of distinct kicking motion in the NHL rulebook. Correct? Yeah, I mean, you go to, yeah, there is. You go to Rule thirty-seven point four, and it's called distinct kicking motion. Plays that involve the puck entering the net as a direct result of a distinct kicking motion shall be ruled no goal. Right, they never a actually distinct kicking motion for purposes of video review is when where the video makes clear that the attacking player has deliberately propelled the puck with a kick of his foot or skate and subsequently enters the net. Again, what is deliberate? Yeah, never define it. Right. Well, by that rule, by that reading, I mean, it feels like that's exactly what Hudson Fashing did. He deliberately moved his foot in a direction. But you are allowed to deliberately redirect anyway. It is, I think, Paul, part of it is... I mentioned this earlier. There's a little bit of a double-edged sword here. I feel like they didn't deserve to win. But every no, But every once in a while, it's okay to win when you don't deserve to because your goalie <laughs> has a great game, and they were getting that from Lukanen. Mm-hmm. No, they were. And, you know, in the end of the game, that's what I, I wrote. It's like whether, whether you agree with this ruling, you don't agree with this ruling, at the end of the day or at the end of the night, did the Sabres really deserve to win this hockey game? No, they didn't. I mean, for half of it, they did, but then about the, for about the last 30 minutes, from like it hit the, the halfway point of the second period, the Islanders outshot the Sabres 11-1, to and I think the thing that, and every time they lose to the Islanders, I mean, here it is, Brock Nelson didn't beat them, Anders Lee didn't beat them, Bo Horvat didn't beat them, you know, they're, the, the guys who... You, you know, you're thinking, oh, you got to keep those guys quiet. Casey Sezikis, as he always does when the Islanders win, is right in the middle of it. Whoever his line mates are, you know, Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin. Well, this time it's Hudson Fashing and Josh Bailey. But Casey Sezikis is in the middle of it. The guy who comes into the game with four goals and 11 assists <laughs> absolutely, you know, you know, waterboarded you in that game. It, it was in the offensive zone. That line was in the off. They all scored, all three of them, and you know that's that's the thing. It wasn't that the stars of it. And, and for the Sabers, they lost back to back three to two games. You know, and they played very well against Edmonton. Very entertaining game, but in the end, they lost three to two. And the old saying, our old friend Dave Burkholder, uh, that you and I know very well. He always used to say it's such a simple thing to say, but your best players must be your best players, and for two games they weren't. Yeah, I've heard you on that, Paul, on Tage Thompson. And, you know, he's had a, a great year, of course. Sure he he's, has. He's sure absolutely he has. a star. It, it, I listened on postgame. It sounds like you've been a little disappointed in that top line the last two games. I know I saw the numbers from last night. They had like 22% of the expected goals last night. So, like, the fancy stats didn't like them last night. You haven't liked their game really for two. Yeah, and – and you hate to just put on – they're not the only ones. I mean, Dylan Cousins scored a very good hustle goal. You know, Yoki Haru and Cousins, they, they caused the turnover with hustle play. And then, you know, Cousins, you know, accelerates, gets in the – scores a nice goal. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you he had a good game. It probably was the worst game I've seen him play. I mean, he was turning the puck over all night. On Sezikis' goal, Cousins is on the wrong side of him. He's right behind him. I I think they're touching, but he's he's behind him 
on the wrong side of him. He's not on the stick side. He's on the other side. Well, when Sezekis gets the puck, it's going to come to his stick. And the stick's not tied up. He's on the other side of him. And, you know, so so now Sezekis is open, right, standing right in this crease area. He gets the pass. Unfortunately, it did hit the side of the net, but it did come out instead of going to the side by fashing. And, and he scores. On, 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 look, look at what happens. Why is fashing wide open? Because Cousins was with him the whole time and then let him go and started just wandering out towards the blue line. And, and all of a sudden, it, it comes back the other way, and Fashing standing all by himself in front of the net. He was with him, but he let him go. And, you know, it, it's, and, and it's a learning experience for a lot of the, This is the most important NHL game a lot of these guys have ever played. This was it. I mean, and they're going to play more important ones coming up. But this to date, as of March 7th and March 8th, that was the most important NHL game many of those youngsters ever played. And they got frustrated. Why? Well, 30 shots got blocked. That's the Islanders game. They knew it coming in. I'm sure, I mean, it's what the Islanders do. And so you know that's going to happen. So they got the yips they didn't want to shoot the puck you know when they had great opportunities to shoot the puck because they're worried about the uh, it seemed to me that they're worried about the puck being blocked and then frustration said dominic moore talked about i'm standing right next to tage thompson and he's really frustrated with what's going on out there so you know so now you know it's going to be a learning experience and that's that's what this is about for these guys to go through this stuff understand what it takes and then next time it happens i'll guarantee you dylan cousins was furious at that game afterwards and he'll do everything in his power to make sure that the way he played in that game never happens again that's the way he is that's the way he operates that's the way he's wired but as young players they got to go through this i mean they got to go through it at some point and you know they they didn't they didn't handle it well this time for the last half of the game. And, you know, they – right – you know, I, I used the example with Brian last night. It was late in the third period. Jacob Bryson's coming right down Main Street, and he and Sorokin are just looking at each other. Here he comes. There isn't an islander between them, not anywhere near him. And for some reason, he decides that it's better to throw the puck through three islanders across the ice to try to get it to somebody who is at a worse angle, who is not at a good shooting area. Even if he gets the puck, he's not in a good shooting area. While Bryson was just one-on-one with the goaltender, coming down, wide open. And and you just say to yourself, what are you thinking there? I, I mean, you, I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't answer that question for you. And, you know, you but, but you took probably the best opportunity of the third period that the team had. And you just passed it away, trying to pass it through three guys to get it to somebody who's at a bad angle to shoot. And I wonder, Paul, on that, like Bryson's playing top pair, right? Like the last two games with Darlene a lot, with Samuelson being out, and Tuck's injury, of course, too. Just on the overall, like the depth being tested here, I felt like it was going fine, but this stretch where they've lost four of five, like there's plays last night, you mentioned the Bryson one, where I know Matias Samuelson's not – you know, some star defensemen offensively, but 
I felt like they were missing Samuelson a little bit, and they've missed Tuck. And I wonder if just the gro- the this team being so young, if maybe it's a little early for them to withstand injuries like that. Oh, they 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 don't have the depth really for the injuries, and and I've liked Jack, for the most part. I've liked Jack Quinn as he's filled in on that line. I think he's and he's produced somewhat as he's filled in on that line. But he's not Alex Tuck yet. I think eventually he he might be at that point, but. Alex Tuck was on a 40-goal pace when he went out of the lineup. That's a lot to take out. And, and the Sabres are developing their depth right now. Savoy, Kulik, um, Paterka will be better. Quinn, Quinn will be better. And Quinn is scoring some goals lately, but he, he'll even be even better. You know, So they're developing their depth right now. They, they can't really afford to have Jeff Skinner's production out of the lineup or Victor Olison to be in a huge slump. Or, you know, missing Alex Tuck or missing Cage Thompson. They just don't have the depth right now to be able to withstand that. But, uh, you know, as I keep repeating myself, but you, you, you hope, but I think they will. I've been around these guys for a while. They'll be better for what they went through yesterday. But, you know, they didn't handle it well. They let frustration set in and the Islanders took over. Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. Next up, Dallas and the Rangers. You, Paul, accurately predicted which goaltender it would be. You thought it would be Lucan in the coast because Comrie was the backup. Mm-hmm. Did Lucanen play well enough that maybe Granado goes back to him quickly? He could. Yeah, he could. Um, definitely. I mean, you've, you've got Comrie who's won four in a row, but you've got Lucanen who played very well in this game uh, against the Islanders. So, you know, you, you can't, you know, the, probably the reason it was only a 3-2 game was because of Lucan and, and the way he played in that game. You look at the at the three goals, I'm not going to blame him for, for any of them. And, uh, you know, so, you know, 36 saves in the losing effort, and I thought he was good in that effort. And he held them in there and at least allowed them to be a 3-2 game where, you know, the the – they were pressing right right at the very, very end. It was probably the best I had seen them play since the first period with the goaltender pull, and the puck was bouncing around right near the end there. If that game could have, if they had 10 more seconds, maybe they could have gotten a goal. But what, they, I mean, they were doing the things necessary to get pucks and people to the net finally, but uh, they, as they just ran out of time as the puck's sitting there right in front of the net, and uh, some of the Sabres are right around it. Paul Hamilton on the Wester Hotline. Sabres lose to the Islanders, and uh, you know the playoff race still alive, but work to do, work to do. Thanks, Paul. Yep, and they just faced two All-Star goalies in Sorokin and Stuart Skinner, and it's not going to get any easier because two more are coming: Jake Ottinger and Igor Shesterkin. All right, thanks. <laughs> thanks paul i wanted to brighten your yeah, morning i feel yeah. great about it yeah it's awesome thanks all right paul hamilton thanks paul yep his appearance brought to you by equitable advisors thinking about today and planning for tomorrow and by relax and honda relax we got this this weekend by the way big weekend of course you've got college basketball mm-hmm. rolling tournament season with conference tournaments tbc sawgrass starts tomorrow yeah sunday is Selection Sunday? Yes. That's exciting. I remember, I feel like it's 
early this year because Selection Sunday, for me, my memories of it are always right around St. Patrick's Day. I feel like I've been out on St. Patrick's Day okay. during a Selection Sunday. Here it's only five days early, but whatever. So Selection Sunday starts 6 o'clock this Sunday. It's brought to you by Bath Fitter. You can hear live coverage here on WGR. Bath Fitter, improve your bath in one day. It just fits. BathFitterBuffalo.com. And by Baskets, Bets, and Brews. Brought to you by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. We're getting a call from CJ in Buffalo. CJ, what's up? Hello, CJ. Sorry, I'm here, guys. Sorry about that. Hey, Go ahead. Uh, quick question. What do you think is the most valuable three picks in a draft as far as players that you would give up uh, if you wanted to either move up or get a player or accommodate more draft picks because our salary cap is in a point where we need young, younger guys contributing to the team as opposed to so many guys that have contracts coming up at Oliver, Gabe Davis, what would your top three you're, be? You're saying guys on the roster, you would trade away. Yes. Yes. See, I, only because I see like the, the blueprint, the chiefs create, and I, I don't want to do everything they do, but I do want to take like pieces and the way they manipulate the cap and the roster, but get the same production. You know, I don't think we yeah. do that. And I talked to Sal and Joe yesterday about how we get all these pieces, whether it's free agency, draft, and we don't use the pieces the way we need to. And it kind of just it, – we stall, which is why I think Josh Allen had the same numbers he had the year before. Like, we're not, we're not doing anything special or different. We're doing the same thing with the same – with different pieces every year. We change the pieces. We're doing the right thing. We're just not changing what we do with those pieces. Thanks, CJ. I think you're getting at, like, yep. they don't sell any player high. Like, that's what Tyreek Hill, right. that trade was, was sell while he still has value and he gets a contract extension. Ed Oliver is the easiest answer for who could, could be traded and could have value. After that, he's the guy. Who, I don't know that there is another one. Who else is on the list? I mean, because isn't, isn't – the reason you would do this because you're going to trade the guy before you can before you lose him for nothing. Yeah, if you don't think you could pay him, and you don't think the the money he makes is right right now. I mean, yep. I wonder you could if, do something else with uh, Oliver's ten point three million. They would clear if they traded him. Yeah, you could do something else with that ten point three million. I have million. trouble thinking of a second name. Who would the second name be? I mean, well, you really got to look for first round pick guys that eventually will get paid, right? And who's after Ed Oliver? You could look for that. I'm looking for anybody under contract that comes across as cheap. Like my next thought yeah. would be Gabriel Davis, but that doesn't seem right. Trade him you, before it's the he wrong gets paid. Position. Yeah, it's <laughs> just I don't want it. Right, I don't have any depth there on the. Defensive. It would have been Dawson Knox last it's, year. It, Epinesa, but I mean, what is that? A right, seventh? Like, right, right, right. How much value is there? I just don't think there's a lot of Oliver's the name. Oliver and I. I challenge you to think a second place. I don't think I don't think there is one. It's tough. Rousseau? No, right? I, like I no way. I don't think you're moving on from him. No way. No. Nope. So I yeah, I don't I don't I don't see I don't see a name. Eight oh three oh five fifties. Thanks, CJ, for the da- phone call. Davis is Davis actually I think fits for what he's talking about. It just doesn't fit because the Bills need to be adding receivers, not taking them away. Like it would be insane if they did that. Yeah. Part of oh, they could trade out Oliver is Daquan Jones is probably better than he was last year anyway. And defensive tackle is, in my opinion, more replaceable than receiver is. So you go pay $3 million, go sign another Daquan Jones for what Ed Oliver, you would get for Ed Oliver. Like, he he's the guy. And I don't mind that idea at all. 
I, in fact, might be in favor of that idea. The GM even talked about wanting more from him, so I don't think it's that unreasonable to see it happening. And I would think he's good enough to where you would get something. It's not like Epinesa where yeah. you might expect to just get a, a conditional seventh. 803-0550, weapons for Josh Allen. We talked a lot yesterday about running back ideas, Derrick Henry. Yep. This tight end thing. I gotta. Yeah. I feel like I want. I gotta kill this thing before it gets started. This tight, right. end, this tight end talk can't. We can't do that. I I'm like slightly open to it, but I'm not not. It's not nearly one of my favorite ideas. And you want it dead? I I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Unless it means a fundamental change on offense for what they have been to, yeah. to something completely different. Maybe not completely different, but whatever. 803-0550. Joe Marino joins us at 8 o'clock. Uh, his latest episode of Lockdown Bills, he did a full mock offseason with draft and free agency. I want to talk to him about a couple different ideas. We'll ask him about tight end, how the running back room should look. You know, we're getting we're getting to free agency. It starts next week. The teams can talk to players and movement should start beginning, uh, including Lamar Jackson. So we'll get the latest on his franchise tag and some of the other moves made around the NFL. The Giants, we were going to get into them a little bit, what they did with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. 803-0550 to join us. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ukulele speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Start with Aaron Rodgers, who is in California right now with the New York Jets contingent. It is owner Woody Johnson and Joe Douglas, the general manager, and Robert Sala and a couple other coaches meeting with Aaron Rodgers, the long-awaited meeting. They got permission to speak with Rodgers earlier in the week, flew out to California yesterday to go, I believe, have dinner with Aaron Rodgers somewhere near his Malibu home. And uh, it was a recruiting pitch from the New York Jets, obviously. 
Ian Rappaport on Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, looking, what, more likely by the day. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe. That's going to happen, right? How about in two consecutive off-seasons, it could be Tyreek Hill and then Aaron Rodgers to the AFC East. And, Joe, I have a prediction slash opinion. Uh-huh. Most Bills fans think there is not any one player that could come to this division that would change the balance of power unless it's actually Patrick Mahomes. Fair? Tyreek Tyreek Hill is the most valuable non-quarterback. He comes to the division. What do Bills fans think? Meh. Yep. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great year last year, of course. The two years before, he was the MVP. Comes to the the division. Bills Mm -hmm. fans. Meh. As long as you've got Josh Allen, you're going to feel pretty good about your chances. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that you know this offseason they got to get him some help. But Rodgers to the Jets. There was a stat I saw yesterday on... One sports book has taken Super Bowl bets for 2024. Yeah. And they have maybe 200 bets on the Jets and 70 on every other team. <laughs> that the Jets are getting action because... That's like triple everybody else combined. Because you're trying to get in on their value before Rodgers is actually on the team because he will move their number a bit. Anyway, good morning. 803-0550, I don't necessarily hold that same opinion, though, when it comes to quarterback. Like, could derail the Bills from winning the AFC East? Like, I, if if Lamar Jackson comes to the AFC East sometime, at, at some point, we're really just going to pretend like he couldn't win the division on any of those three teams? No, Maybe I, not New England, but... I agree. Like, if he, go, if he went, Miami is reportedly out on it. If he went to Miami, we really don't think that they could win the division. Part of what held Miami back from topping the Bills in the division last year was Tua got hurt. And I know Jackson has his own injury problems as well, but I would feel a lot I would feel a lot stronger about Jackson staying healthy at this point than Tua. I mean, Tua last year against the Bills went one and one and in the one game they the Dolphins won, he got knocked out of that game. And the game that they lost, they had the ball late and punted in plus territory and, late in that game. And the Jets, I mean Or was it a turnover? Help me remember that. What happened? Somebody fumbled, he didn't throw a pick. Tua? On their final possession in the game here that they won, in, the Bills won in the snow. Um, maybe moving down. Somebody the field, a dropped false. a third down. Yeah, maybe that sounds right. They're in position to win. They're pretty close, about ten yards from winning that game. I mean, Rodgers is looking for his version of Tampa, isn't he? Yeah. From what Brady did, and Wep- how different are the Jets? A weapon, heavy team, great defense. He thinks he's going to walk in and win. Yeah. So I, I would still maybe favor the Bills. Over the Jets, but it's not crazy. I mean, he won. He won two MVPs in the last three years. He did also say he thought he was done. Roger said this this week that he thought he was done, and then he won two more MVPs. So for people to think he's done, he kind of was telling the story that he surprised himself. That's right. I, I just wouldn't. The Bills have had it. They've had it a little easy, right? During Josh Allen's tenure as their starting quarterback especially after he took the the giant leap forward, they have not really had a quarterback that has challenged them all that much in the division. It was Tua last year. And before that... But he got hurt. Yeah, Brady left before the Bills Brady really came on. Before that, it was Mac Jones. Like, they could go from... They, they had Tua once, and that was tough, but that's it. Otherwise, it's Mac Jones, and it's Cam Newton, and it's Mike White. They could go from that to Rodgers... Tua again, if he's healthy, or maybe Miami does something else. 
and then still Mac Jones. But Rodgers will step in and instantly be right there with Tua, I think, is the biggest threat they've had in the division. 803-0550. Rich in Buffalo. What's up, Rich? Jeremy, I got to say something. I got to get it off my chest because it's making me crazy. To any Bills fan who is not on the wide receiver train, <laughs> you can do one of two things. Stop watching football and walk around with a helmet on your head because you're a danger to yourself. That's all I got. Thanks, Rich. I Wide receiver train. I'm driving it. I'm riding it. I got a ticket. I've been on this train for a couple years. I think the Bills are late. It doesn't have to be first round. It feels like it's got to be top two. I kind of want it to feel like it should be first round, though, right? Here's the thing about it. As I think about last year's draft, it didn't fall for them. This is where, you know, best player available, position of need, these conversations that kind of just endlessly circle around, Joe. Yeah. At some point, you, you can't just go seven years without ever taking a receiver and being like, well, it just never fell for us. That's what the Packers did with Rodgers. Yep. That's the Patriots with Brady. Yeah. Just not getting weapons. And, and you could defend it by saying, listen, we followed the board. And, I mean, it's just sometimes that's the way that it works out. You never really feel like you're going to make an investment in the receiver. That really is the Packers to a T. Like, that that is that has ascended beyond Green Bay. Right, like I can't imagine what I would have been like in the, in that city the last ten years, not taking a receiver. That's extended to like you watch ESPN. We'll talk about it. Everyone around the around the world knows Packers need a receiver. Why are they not doing it? Like every year, you know the Bills are mentioned in every single running back rumor and never yeah. do it. The Packers for the last ten years are always in every single receiver rumor and they never do it. And they finally took one last year, Christian Watson in the second round. And what happened? He was good. Took half a year and then he was awesome. Right, in the second that, half they, of that season. Even that they did it to replace Adams. Devontae Adams, right? I just don't. I don't want the Bills to be the Packers and think we we have this one stud and we can we can kind of you know. We don't. We don't have to go all in around him. We don't have to make this other giant investment. We could. We got digs, and we could throw fourth round picks at it. We could throw these little token one year contracts at it. We don't have to go that heavy on it. That's what Green Bay has done, and yeah, Rodgers has won some MVPs, but they haven't won the Super Bowl, and maybe they should have won another one in that time that they had him. I think about this tight end, this growing tight end conversation. Not that Sal's leading the charge. Sal's just bringing up that, you know, hey, it could be something they look to, which I think he's probably right. They just can't go first-round tight end. They cannot do it. This player would get on the field how much? Would they replace Dawson Knox? Are they going to no. go to a, a mainly 12 personnel team? Are they going to do that? And what is that? What is mainly? Like they were 8% last year? On first, I only have first down splits. Okay. So I can get you some more. But let, let's say hypothetically it was 8%. But in the last are they going to go to 35? Like what are they going to do? Well, it, it all all the receiver talk and all the pass catching running back talk and all the tight end talk, I, I just end up getting back to the same question. Who's deciding what the offense should look like? Who is it? Is it Dorsey? It's Dorsey, isn't it? Is it Bean? Is it McDermott, what kind of offense he wants? In reality, it's probably all three, but right, who has the final say? But last year, when they go to, I mean, we've, we've gone through this a few times, but again, it just gets me back to that same question. When they bring in O.J. Howard, oh, okay, well, yeah, he's in an athletic tight end, they'll go 12 personnel sometimes. Never happened. Quentin Morris, when he is out there and plays for them, I think he's been pretty good. 
He also, though, plays at receiver more often than he plays at tight end. He does. Does Dawson Knox also do that from time to time? Uh, I'll have to look. Okay, but Morris, I know at one point, he, he had a higher percentage of snaps at receiver than tight end. A pretty good indication you need a receiver. Yeah. These teams you've played, the Jets are a great example of this. The Jets, the way the Jets play the Bills, the Jets play the Bills defensively saying, we are not afraid of anything you do. Your Your weapons mm-hmm. are not good enough to beat this team. And the Jets have... I mean, owned the Bills' offense is a bit strong, but they've definitely held them back multiple seasons with Robert Sala. And I just need to find game breakers, yards after catch. I mean, last year, all of training camp was yards after catch. Is a tight end bringing yards after catch? Nope. They're not bringing bringing separation, most likely either. They're not bringing yards after catch. Are they going to spend their offseason talking yards after catch? Are they going to talk about pass-catching running backs? Are they going to talk about being multiple? It's almost like they're... And, and it is smokescreen season, so that's worth saying. Everything they say might be a lie until, you know, 50 days from now. The draft is in 50 days, by the Man, way. I hope. But because, like, the tight end idea, like, if they were to do it in the first round, it, it would not be my, my, le- my least favorite idea, but it cannot come instead of receiver. And if you do it at, num- if you do it at 27, where you pick a tight end, it feels like you'd be doing it instead of receiver. It the guy at least would come over top in terms of investment. Unless, what what would the one alternative be? What would the one scenario be where the receiver would still come in and be like the big ad of the off season? It would be if they don't pay Tremaine Edmonds and they throw like fifteen million dollars, the same money they were going to throw at Edmonds, they throw at a receiver. S- sans that, they are not they are not going to be paying more for a receiver than what a first round tight end would be, and. For me, like again, it's a weapon. I don't. It's not my least favorite idea, but I would feel like the Bills, in some ways, are going backwards. That they had figured out, okay, what works in this league and what works for Josh Allen is just guys that get open, guys that separate, guys that have speed, guys that can run routes. And instead, we're going to be reverting back to what they were when Allen first got here, which is size. Catch radius, contested catches, and now suddenly I've got Josh Allen dropping back to pass. And yeah, he's got a bunch of big bodies out there, and he's got nobody that's getting open. And that's exactly what happened a lot of last year, and it's exactly what happened in his rookie season, too, when that's what they thought he needed. 803-0550. Joe Marino of the Draft Network joins us at the top of the hour. We'll talk about uh, the Bills, the offseason, this tight end idea, and big decisions coming up on Tremaine Edmonds. Like, we could be getting to contract week. The Bills could be trying to sign him before he hits the free agent market. Maybe that happens next week where you can start contacting other teams. So we'll talk to Joe Marino at 8. He of the Locked On Bills podcast and the Draft Network. 803-0550 to join us to uh, sprinkle in your own call here on WGR. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA 14 and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G E T P U R O A I R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T Mobile's got you covered. 
Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Dylan Cousins up with a puck. He's got a bit of a seam here. Dylan Cousins walks in and scores! The workhorse from Whitehorse found a seam and he heads to the net to put Buffalo up by a score of one to nothing. Five minutes into the second period. Dan Dunleavy on the call. One of the first moments of the game from last night's loss to the Islanders for the moments in your life. Go forth to Firth. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe here on WGR. I was just perusing something. We made a bet, you and I. Was it the opener, Bills-Rams? When was Ted Danson your pick for who would be in the stadium? Was the it opener. The opener? L.A., baby. He wasn't there. Did you bet... Ten dollars on that. Ten to win. Was it ten to win twenty? It might have been like a. I, don't I know got it, odds, but I sh- I did not get as good of odds no. as I, I should have. You lost and paid me for that bet. Yeah, uh, I've lost up, a lot of bets lately. Yeah. Update: Ted Danson's going to have a new Netflix show. So okay, and Netflix has hinted about going for live sports. They have. So maybe your dream will come true that Ooh. Ted Danson will be part of an NFL broadcast at some point. I need Netflix to get the NFL yes. done somehow. Though. At least a game. Maybe he'll be in an F1 race. Which also, by the way, there was news yesterday. The NFL schedule is not out yet. When it comes out, we will see a Black Friday game. Right, yes. And the NFL announced that will stream for free. That if you have, I think it's going to be on Amazon Prime. If you don't have Prime, the Black Friday football game, day after Thanksgiving, that will be free for everybody that can get a stream. You don't have to be a Prime member for that. So, you know, as we continue all this streaming stuff. Last night's another game where you got to stream it. Can't. Can't yep. find it anywhere else. And I had my usual ESPN Plus problem where I've got seven minutes of the same promo running as I'm just trying to get the game back on. It's, it's, it's wonderful, Joe. It's really convenient. Really convenient. I don't have these problems, really. Yeah. Well, it's probably my fault somehow. Steve on a tractor. What's up, Steve? I, I got one better for you. When you're, when you're finally done for the day and you're sitting in your chair and you want to watch the Sabres, the thing is spinning and spinning mm-hmm. and spinning. Yep. And the dog doesn't want to come near me. My wife does. I'm just anyway. So I'm a bit feisty after that game last night. Um, I don't think we showed up. My favorite player had an awful game, Dylan Cousins. Say um, vie. But I listen to you guys kind of rant a bit about the Bills drafting weapons, and I'm on the receiver train. I do not want a tight end. We get a tight end. Let's get an offensive guard because that's about how I feel. But we had. We do have weapons. We can't compare ourselves to Green Bay or New England. We have Stephon Diggs. We have Shakir. We have James. We have weapons. How do we utilize those weapons? Because I think we're a bit, have been a bit conservative on these young guys. I say throw the playbook out and do what Kansas City does. Let these guys get on the field, make mistakes early, and march. And, yes, let's pick two wide receivers in the first and the second. I don't care. It's an arms race, and, and the clock's ticking. Well, see, that, though, like, I don't mind you saying you can't compare him to New England because they don't have Stephon Diggs. Green Bay had Devontae Adams and went seven years without drafting a receiver in the first two rounds or giving a big contract to anybody. 
They went seven years with a Super Bowl window with that quarterback and decided, no, we don't need a good number two wide receiver. That, that to me right now, is not crazy to compare it to where the Bills are. Right. New England, maybe it is, because New England doesn't even have a Diggs. No, that's right. I mean, we, we, we did this yesterday. How many teams are the Bills behind if you went just weapons? Definitely behind. You would go Cincinnati. We went Cincinnati, Miami, Miami and, and... We said Jacksonville. And Jacksonville. In, Jackson- the, in the AFC. In the AFC. Those are the three that they're definitely behind from a weapons standpoint. You might not agree on Jacksonville, but Calvin Ridley is legit... They, and they have the thing about them is they have four or five guys, right? Like yeah. they Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, Kirk and Evan Ingram back. Yep, Etn out of the backfield. Like they have a bunch of guys. Marvin Jones is still there, I think, too. So they at least have the depth in it, even if Diggs is a lot better than Calvin Ridley. But other than that, and like, I don't, th- I don't, I'm not even ready to say he's a lot better. Like Ridley in that offense now this year, he's gonna be great. Is a big time pop candidate, but. Yeah, I mean the Bills have good weapons. I don't think anybody's saying that. I, I'm, I'm never satisfied, and this is going to be like top two in the league. I want, I want this t- team to be fueled by offense. And every time you know we're talking about wanting to get the defense better, I understand it. I agree with it. To me, if you're making the point, you're like, yeah, sure, the defense looks great in the regular season. What happens in the playoffs? In the playoffs, they face the teams with weapons, and I want right. the Bills to be right. a team that. This other team rolls in with the number one defense, and Josh Allen hangs thirty-seven on him because he's got weapons you can't stop. So, yep. I mean, they need a lot. They they they're still a good team. They still they have good weapons. They have good players on defense. It's you know, maybe this year we'll be looking at the draft class to contribute more than last year's did. I mean, last year Elam didn't get on the field for a while. Cook didn't get on the field for a while. Shakir was never really a player. The linebacker they took in the third round, not really a player. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Joe Marino's thoughts on this of the draft network. Good, good football talking, mixing your phone calls as well as we roll along. So uh, some football as we prep fifty days out from the NFL draft. It's Jeremy White and Jody Biasi on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, 
empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.